Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Welcome, mission friends. Today, we are making a trip to the continent of Africa, where missionary Gabriella Lincoln serves the people of the Sahara region. In her first story, Gabriella shares one person's struggle against evil spirits as well as his struggle against his own flesh and sinful tendencies. Please note that this story deals with an encounter with black magic. So if you have little ones listening to this program, you may wish to screen this story first. Hello there, this is Gabriella Lincoln with the Sahara Project. Today I would like to share with you Nathan's story. This is how he told it to me, and it is called Fighting Against Black Magic. In the name of Jesus, I destroy what you are doing, I commanded. In the name of Jesus, I destroy what you are doing. I riveted my gaze on the opposing soccer team. Across the field, they were sprinkling a black magic potion on the ground their pre-work to fighting against us in the next soccer match. I'm Nathan. Growing up, soccer was the greatest love of my life. As a youngster, I listened to soccer matches on the radio and watched my older brother play. Against my mother's wishes, I took part in soccer all through my school years. This drive withered up my love for Jesus. I left the Christianity of my home when I was 18 years old. As a preeminent soccer player, my achievements on the field were greatly admired by my coach. He praised me above other team members. My teammates were jealous. They asked the local marabou, a Muslim religious leader who may use black magic, to create black magic against me. I love the esteem of my coach, but I decided it was time to leave the team. Next, I trained to be a soccer coach under a highly accomplished instructor. Now, I was a soccer coach with champion soccer players. Yet, I was not satisfied. I felt a need for more power to do my work. So I turned to the Bible. I came across Psalms 35. I said to myself, this can help me fight. This verse, this chapter can help me fight in my soccer games. This is what it says. Plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Stand up for my help. Psalms 35 verses 1, 2, and 5. It was then that I began attending church. In time, I chose to be baptized. The day of my baptism, my pastor said, Since we are building a new church in your neighborhood, you will be the chief deacon. No, no, I thought. I don't want to be the chief deacon for the church or do anything that will interfere with my soccer career. I immediately moved out of that neighborhood and joined another church. My new pastor talked with me about my profession, soccer, along with its challenges. 
Commonly, soccer teams in Africa use black magic as a strategy to gain wins. For example, when black magic is used, a striker will kick the ball toward the goal line and net. However, the goalkeeper will be blinded from seeing the ball coming. Then the striker's team will likely score. I told my pastor about a recent experience I had had. I was relaxing on a bench beside the soccer field when something across the field caught my attention. It was the opposing soccer team. I saw their tactics. They were sprinkling a black magic potion on the ground. In the name of Jesus, I destroy what you are doing, I commanded. In the name of Jesus, I destroy what you are doing. My new pastor advised me. Since you are a Christian, Nathan, you should not use black magic as a strategy. Okay, I said. What strategy shall I use to counter their evil magic? My pastor said, The opposing team is like your enemy. You fight against them. So pray Psalms 35 in behalf of your team. I did exactly that. Many times I woke up in the middle of the night. For over an hour I would plead with God for victory. As a coach, I took my job seriously. I prayed Psalms 35. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. They devise deceitful matters. Stir up yourself and awake to my vindication, to my cause, my God and my Lord. Psalms 35, 20 and 23. God worked wonders for our team. Black magic had been used against us and twice my team won in spite of their magic. The opposing team became scared of me. They didn't want to play against me and my team again. At church, I shared my testimony, how God helped me win. I had said, I will beat you and overcome you in the name of the Lord. Even when you do your evil magic to win, I will overcome you with the power of God. This is what led me to a genuine Christian experience. God had changed my heart. Everyone in church was so happy to hear my testimony. A pastor from another church was listening to my story. He told me that God was calling me to work full-time for him. He said, Nathan, God is calling you to the ministry. I cried. Soccer was my love. We were doing championships at that time. I didn't want to leave soccer. However, after some time, I put soccer aside and began living for the Lord. God would show me the way. He would show me truth. One night, God gave me a dream. In the dream, I was told to read the book of Daniel. Now, I am taking Bible studies with Gabriella. I am so glad to learn more wonderful things from God's word. I am also working with a pastor in town. We go together to visit the sick. God has used me to help other Christians grow in their walk with him. We also have a preaching program. Before I came to Christ, I cried a lot. Now I'm strong in Christ. Soccer was my life for 31 years. I wish I had come to God earlier in life. I wasted a lot of time. Now I encourage people to walk through life with God. Always remember that Jesus has given us the freedom from all our sinful tendencies 
as well as any kind of evil that surrounds us. In our next story, Gabriella shows us that, given the opportunity, she will not only witness to people in the mission field, but also thousands of miles above solid ground. This story is titled, Chocolate Cakes Above the Clouds. I was catching myself nodding and I sat upright in my airplane seat. I laid my head down on the fold-out tray in front of me, but I couldn't rest very much. I was beginning to worry that I was going to break the tray if I put too much weight on the tray. I thought this is not going to work, I can't sleep like this. I stood up and walked down the aisle and I came to a flight attendant. Are there two seats free somewhere? I'd like to lay down. I don't think so, she said, but you can look. We looked at a row of seats beside us in the aisle. An entire center row of four seats were empty, except for one lady sitting in the far seat. You can have this space, the flight attendant motioned. I moved to the row and smiled at the young lady wearing a headscarf. I want to lay down, I said. She took her feet off the seat next to her to make three seats available for me and offered a blanket. I laid down, but now I was not sleepy at all. I came here to rest, but now I really wanted to, wanted to talk to this Muslim lady. For maybe 10 minutes, I rested and prayed for God to guide me in conversation with her. After my brief repose, I sat up and untied my headscarf from my handbag strap and wrapped it around my head. I work in Africa, I told her. Hoda smiled, seeing me with a headscarf. Now we matched. We both had scarves. And most people in the plane did not have them on. She leaned forward and said, I'm going to visit my family in Africa. I haven't been there for three years. I am bringing gifts for my family. I brought chocolates from Costco for them. When I was in the airport, the security personnel thought my chocolates were contaminated with something dangerous. Everyone was staring at me. They searched my bags and patted me down. I was so scared. I just had chocolates from Costco. I was so upset, I phoned my husband. And crying, I told him what had happened. He said, oh, I'm sorry. Go, catch the plane, hurry. So I tried to pack up my things. It was so hard. I was late for the plane. I had packed everything so tight. Now it was difficult to pack everything back inside. I was hurrying to the plane. Then my phone dropped and cracked. The plane was waiting for me. I commiserated with her and expressed my gratitude that she had made the plane. I told Huda about myself. I've worked in Africa for three years. I'm a nurse. I enjoy teaching people how to have good health. That is wonderful, she said. More people should do what you are doing. Thank you for doing this in Africa. I showed her my family photos and Huda showed me her photos. She told me about her wedding. She had four wedding dresses. 400 people attended their wedding reception. There was a large feast, which included 10 kinds of cookies. Later, her husband battled a dreadful disease. She focused on supporting him and this experience made them grow even closer. It is like another honeymoon, Huda stated. 
We talked about divorce, too. Divorce is so easy in some parts of the Sahara, Oda continued. My friend didn't answer the phone one time when her husband called her. Maybe she didn't hear the phone ring. I don't know. Her husband divorced her because he, she didn't answer the phone. That's not good. Pulling out a chocolate cake in an aluminum tin from her luggage, she questioned, Would you like to share this with me? For months, I've been avoiding sweets, doing hot and cold showers, and taking extra vitamins. However, now it was time to change. Sure, I'd love to, I honestly said. Buddha cut the cake in half. This half is yours, and this half is mine. I took a bite. So, somewhere thousands of miles above land, we shared the tiny chocolate cake, and most of all, we shared friendship. We talked on and on. Phone numbers and invitations to visit each other's family were exchanged. My husband and I are both from Africa, Huda said. We moved to the U.S. after our marriage. Back home in Africa, we know only one religion, Islam. When I came to the U.S., I was surprised. There are so many religions. I decided that I could choose which religion I wanted. I looked around. But now, I still choose Islam. It encourages me to see Muslims with hearts open to the possibility of accepting the gospel when they move to countries that guarantee greater freedoms. Imagine what could happen if more Seventh-day Adventists made diligent efforts to become friends with immigrants. These foreigners need friends who can be confidants. They need someone who can answer their questions about life in the new country. They need our Savior. Won't you pray and seek a friendship with a new immigrant in your community? Thank you for joining us at Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.